0: Welcome back to LeashCast, guys. What a day. Another day, another dollar. Not for anybody but Fotis Dulos. Apparently, I can't believe what is going on, what has transpired. I feel like, finally, the world has been listening to so many people that just had hunches, and I think the police now are finally closing in. I think that A lot is going to come out in the next few weeks or the next few months. That's what I suspect. But holy cow. Strap on your seatbelts, grab a drink, grab your coffee, grab a beer, grab a cocktail, whatever you choose. And let's dive into this because there is so much to discuss. First of all, Fotis got rearrested Again. Again. I I think it's so great. I think that every time new charges come out, he should just be rearrested every single time. Because not only does this show him that we're not playing around, AKA the state, we're not playing around, but also we're showing a little bit more into this in the sense that, dude, I thought you were broke. And all of a sudden now you've got a half a million here, a half a million there to post bond, to post this, post that where's all this money coming from, buddy? It's not a GoFundMe from freaking Greece, okay? Nobody's freaking, you know, putting out little jars, you know, where, where they're making crepes. No offense to crepes. They're fucking amazing. Or the spinach capadas. No, but nobody's popping a couple pennies in the jar, and that's, that's covering the 500K bond that you just had to pay a second time, okay? And your homes aren't selling, so... I mean, if you ask me, I'm going to go along with what I suspected in the beginning and said in the beginning that you've been smuggling money into offshore accounts for a very long time, or I should say Jennifer Farber's money for a very long time, maybe because you were planning this all along. And that's what I believe. I believe that you've had money stashed for your protection For a very long time, do I believe that this money was supposed to go to your bonds? No way. It was to start your new life. That's what I absolutely, one hundred and fifty percent believe. But I digress, and I will continue going on. Now, that's my feeling on all of this. That all of a sudden, this money is appearing. You know, Um, and I'm not surprised. Like I said, but the arrest was kind of surprising to me. I didn't think that this was the way that the police were going to go about this, but I absolutely love the way they're doing this. The only downfall to all of this coming out now is that Fotis and his team can kind of now maneuver around all this information and kind of create this web of new lies. I should say new, new lies. But again... It was going to come out eventually, and uh, I think the police are still being very, very um, conservative with what they're, they're letting out and are careful and know what they're doing. Um, I just, I got to be honest, guys, I, when I was reading this stuff, I, I I'm not surprised by all of the information. I think what I'm most shocked about, and I'm going to jump around, so just, you know, bear with me, stick by me in this, is the information from Michelle Traconis. Um, Did I believe that she was was singing like a canary? Yeah, hell yeah. Um, But the information that she gave was really interesting, and I have to... I don't know. I, I wouldn't say commend her for this because I think that it's there's a lot more of what she said that I don't know about. But I'm shocked that she came out and said that that they lied in these you know recorded scripts uh, of, of a report that they had to give the police. I'm very shocked that she said she lied. Um, I I would love to know more about it. I would love to know that Fotis uh, in fact told her to lie. Um, because that's what I believe, and I believe that that's going to come out in in trial. I for a fact, if she didn't know about any of this, that's going to come out. Um, and especially the fact that she mentioned how he said to her, Fotis said to her, you know, I I dropped coffee or I spilled coffee and and threw her a, a towel, and I thought to myself, why did he throw her the towel? You know. If anything, you know, she said in that moment it did not smell like coffee. So, if he threw her the towel with Jen's blood on it, okay? Let this is, you know, my my opinion on this and I'm I'm trying to dissect all of this. Why why would he do that? And the first thing I thought of was, "Oh my god, he's trying to get someone else's DNA." On this towel. I mean, his his whole MO was planting all of this blood of Jennifer's on other people. And now my whole view on this has changed because I'm thinking, holy shit, he was trying to maybe put this on Michelle Traconis. Because why the hell would he throw the towel at her? Okay? I mean, if there's blood on it. So Again, there's so much more detail regarding all this that I want to know, because if that's the case, that just goes along with throwing it in Hartford, dispersing it, using this worker, which I'm going to get into to use his truck and it not being his. And uh, and when I'm, I'm I'm referring to Fotis, by the way, FOTUS literally using all of these people to kind of create a DNA mix-up in regards to the police then going after whoever for Jennifer's murder, which is what I believe happened. So, I, I mean, this guy, here I am thinking he's just trying to cover it up. Now, now I firmly believe he's, he was trying to plan it on Michelle or this other worker or somebody else. I mean, this and, and and do I believe he tried to do that in the beginning with the Hartford dumping and all that stuff, the, the trash dumping? Hell yeah. But I think that this... He was way more meticulous in, in, in knowing that items that have multiple DNA on them uh, create an issue for the police, create an issue for forensics, and all of that. And I... Just hearing it actually today and reading it in the 43 page document was like, holy shit. Like, here it is in black and white. Everything that I suspected all along that he was doing because he was so meticulous. That someone that was so close to him stated to me that this is how he was. And what this ex-worker or four group worker whoever had the tacoma pickup now to give you a rundown on this the tacoma issue the police have on surveillance cameras the tacoma going back to farmington now a four group worker or ex-worker stated that Fotus used that vehicle on the day of jen's disappearance now michelle traconis has stated to police that She can't give an alibi for Fotis for that morning. She doesn't know where the hell he was. So start putting this together, guys. Michelle has no idea where he is. He has no alibi. Fotis has no alibi as of yet. Ask Norm Paytas. He's still still freaking talking about Christmas and whatever the hell he said during the press conference. He still ain't giving an alibi. He just blurted out, oh, he was on the phone with some lawyer. He was on the phone to Greece. I'm sure he was on the phone to Greece doing his illegal activity. Again, my opinion, my speculation. Um, but again, all of this, I, I mean, that, that's nothing. I mean, you know how many phone calls I make in a morning or, or, or reporters make or lawyers make or doctors make or, you know, stay-at-home moms or dads or everybody. We make so many phone calls every day. So that's not an alibi, buddy. Like, you could have been on the phone on Bluetooth with someone in Greece while you were cleaning up her dead body. And I'm sorry to say that that way, but that's the fucking truth. So, I mean, in what world is it an alibi that you're on the phone with somebody? Who gives a shit? Like, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, 90% of the time I'm on Bluetooth doing 20 things. Like, today I was fixing a door outside on my off of my deck. Um... And I actually was using a saw at one point, Jesus Christ, you know, and I I was on Bluetooth. So that to me just aggravated me that, that he, Norm Paytas throws that out there, that his alibi is, he was on the phone with somebody like who gives a shit. So moving on guys. So he was, you know, uh, Fotis was using this, this truck, right. And, um, the truck was seen on surveillance going back to Farmington now during a time which really doesn't make sense of why it would be going back from New Canaan to Farmington. So this truck ended up being a workers at the four group who the president CEO, for those who don't know, is Fotis Dulos. Now, when this employee went to get his truck, he pulls up on Fotis and Michelle cleaning the shit out of it. Not shit, literally. I just mean cleaning the hell out of it. And I find that interesting. You know, I mean, to me, I'm kind of surprised, but I think, again, it was all this plan from Fotis to have a lot of people say, you know, oh, it was the coffee or it was this or that or, or whatever it was or whatever he wanted them to say. And have witnesses to him cleaning the coffee, and I'm using quote fingers, but it's all backfiring on him now. I I I, I see it. I see it in writing. I I I know you all saw him smirking when he walked out um, today, but don't don't take that as cockiness. I am starting to now believe that that is fear, and I you just look at his eyes more than his smiling because a lot of people I know that are pretty they come off cocky. Let's say I wouldn't even I wouldn't say confident cuz it's all like this facade with them. They smile when they get nervous. It's a coping mechanism. So watch his eyes and today I watched his eyes and his eyes were so, oh my god, riddled with fear. And I mean, it's because the walls are closing in, man. I mean, all these people that he really felt were going to have his back are now taking a step back and saying, you know, a lot of time has passed, and, you know, he's a smooth talker, but Jennifer didn't come back, and I'm sure he said to them, oh, she's crazy, she's this, she's that, she took off, well, guess what, I'm sure a lot of these people have kids, and a wife, and a husband, and children, and nieces and nephews, and eventually human nature starts to take over and what happens is people go wait a second here you know th- we don't get to talk to photos anymore and he can't really calm our nerves anymore with his sweet talk manipulative way anymore and human nature's kicking in where we're saying you know what wouldn't a mother like come back eventually what why would she leave Everything that all of us have said. Can you imagine the people that actually knew Jennifer, or knew Fotis, or knew both of them? Can you imagine how they must feel? Even the workers at the four group that were completely manipulated by Fotis this whole time—they're not, they don't, they don't have him as the puppet master anymore around. So now it's like, wait a minute—we don't got any money coming in alright, he's gone, he's out on bail, now he's getting rested again, you know, the truth's gonna start trickling out and it has been, and I suspected Michelle and she spoke and now this worker's come forward and I think it's great so, back to what this, this worker was saying this worker said that he walked you know, up to Fotis and saw him, Fotis, and Michelle cleaning out his truck after that this person this this worker said that FOTUS told him to swap out the car seats in the truck and <laughs> the guy did but the guy kept the seats and yet again Jen's DNA and or blood was found on the original seats when I heard this I was just like a murder a murder charge is coming guys I mean this is this is just it's inevitable. It's going to come. If they can really plant him and his DNA in that truck, which I'm sure they they have. I'm pretty sure they have. And if they can do that, he's he's going to fry. He's going to he I mean he's going to be at the bottom of the freaking fryer later from McDonald's, okay? He he's going to be crispy as hell. And I just, I mean, I just want to give mad mad props to the guy that kept the original seats. I mean, thank God he did. And it's just interesting because it's like, when you think about it, you know, someone borrows your car and they're like, yeah, you know, you should swap out the seats. Like, I'd, I'd be like, why the hell are you asking me to do that? You know? So that's interesting. It's it, all of this. I would love a lot more detail on, you know, I would love to know you know, if he gave reasoning, specific reasoning of why he asked of that to happen. So then it comes out that Fotis later on, without this worker's consent or knowledge, took the Tacoma, okay, took the Tacoma, like, hey, I'm just gonna take the car and brought it to the car wash, but doesn't just go to the car wash for the exterior, does a complete detailing. And then When the worker asks Fotis why this transpired, why Fotis took his truck without notice, Fotis then says, oh, well, I hugged Jennifer on Mother's Day in your truck, and I don't want the police to find a hair, her hair in the truck. Okay, at this point. If, if people are wondering why the the worker has come forward, this is why. I mean, you got to put yourself in his shoes. All right. I mean, this guy didn't give up on cleaning the truck manually with Michelle, didn't give up after, you know, scrubbing it in front of him, but then takes the car without the guy's knowledge, hoping, hoping when someone does that, they're hoping to take the car And just bring it right back without the guy even realizing. Okay. That is shady as hell. All right. I'm not surprised that this man went to police and said, this is what I know. And do with it with what you will, what you have to, but this is the info. And I think any sane person would do just that. And if you can't look at this, guys, and say, this guy murdered her, then you fell on your head when you were a kid. I'm, I'm being dead serious. I mean, this guy completely, completely is guilty of murdering Jennifer. And it's becoming, oh my God, so apparent. It's unbelievable. And like I said, the thing that really stood out to me was that Michelle Traconis said how Fotis threw her this towel. Like, Why do that? Unless you want to get someone else's DNA or hair fibers on it and plant it on somebody else. If that towel was in fact the one that had blood on it, which Michelle said, uh, yeah, uh, officers, this towel did not smell like freaking coffee. So, and coffee is such a distinctive smell, guys. It's not like, I mean, I've actually spilled coffee in my car maybe once or twice in my first, one of my first cars, it was a Jeep. And I remember the smell not leaving the car, the the carpet for, I mean, forever. And it, the smell just engulfed the car. So for Michelle to be like, this towel did not smell like coffee. I mean, again, your nasal passage, you must've had like just, you know, deviated septum surgery where you would not, you'd not be able to smell or had a terrible sinus infection, which even then you'd probably be able to smell the smell of coffee so that blows my mind that to me is the most shocking I'm not shocked about the Tacoma story I'm not shocked that that Fotis tried to clean his tracks in in multiple ways multiple times with this Tacoma I'm most shocked that he had so many witnesses because it's like there's so many of these these crimes that I've witnessed and it's like the more eyes you have on you the worse off you are but I really believe the narcissist in him came out and was like no, I'm going to flip this, the script on this and I'm going to use having witnesses to my advantage because I'm so smart and I'm so collected in everything that I do and I'm so meticulous but again, narcissists believe that they're gonna get away with things, so he believed that all of these people involved were gonna back him. And ninety percent of the time, people don't because they, you know, they start to freaking realize that the heat's starting to come down on them—that they were involved in anything or the or the possibility of it—and the truth comes out, and it's starting to. And I think it's absolutely. See, I want to say wonderful, guys. It, it's wonderful. It's horrible for the Farber family, but in a lot of ways, it's great because the truth is coming out. The walls are closing in, and I suspect murder charges coming soon. That is my opinion. And just by the way that the police are handling this and how they rearrested him and the high bond, they don't want him to get out. And he keeps bonding out, and, and eventually this is going to come down to uh, something more serious. And it's not going to just be—again, I'm not trying to say that tampering with evidence is not serious, but I think that they threw Norm Paytas a bone, and I think that they were annoyed by his pushing. And they said, you know what? We've got some of this shit on photos, and we're going to rearrest him so much that we could rearrest him again. And they did. And now Norm, you know, he's talking about Christmas like he always does or whatever the hell he said. I honestly don't even remember because it was like so ridiculous. And his classic shame on you to reporters. I love that because he likes to say, oh, there's not a murder charge yet. (laughs) There's not a murder charge. Yeah, well, it's coming, buddy. You know, and don't push the police because when that happens, boy. Oh, man, that's what I see coming, guys. So I hope you... We're able to read the 43-page transcript. If you can't, I really kind of summed it up quickly for you with all of the hot points. And I i mean, again, God, spill some coffee if you can, guys. Do this little, this little exercise. I did it. Actually, it's funny. Before I actually started this podcast, I said to myself, you know, I had coffee this morning. It's not that I, I forgot what coffee smells like, but... I had a little bit of coffee left, and in my mug, and I spilled some out and this was cold, all right I spilled some out in the sink, and the smell again was just so pungent, and it's a smell that I smell every day, so I'm used to it so just imagine in a car, and again, I had my windows open, I had you know a ceiling fan on or the air conditioner on. I don't know, I had some sort of air circulation going, and I still smelled it so for Fotus to throw a towel that apparently had coffee on it, and Michelle's like, it didn't smell like coffee at all. It did not smell like coffee for her to tell police that is really something that stayed with me. So with all of this, I really suspect more coming for Fotus, and I don't believe Norm's gonna get a whole lot out of the 43 arrest warrant, 43 page excuse me, arrest warrant because Um, The transcript really doesn't give him too much To go off of for an alibi For him, for for Fotis Um, And even if they do create some kind of bullshit I mean, they're they're gonna poke holes through it completely I mean, they're just gonna rip it apart Because it took so long For Fotis to come out And say anything And he hasn't spoken to the police He hasn't said anything So if... if If your lawyer has been saying for the past four months now that, no, we can, we can attest for, you know, most of the time, most of the time, but we really need Michelle Traconis to kind of vouch for our boy Fotis, you know, because she she has an alibi for him. Well, then guess what? Michelle comes out to police and says, yeah, uh, I don't know what the hell Fotis' group and team are talking about because I can't. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I cannot attest for his whereabouts. So all Norm is doing is just showing the potential jury that he's a lying sack of shit. And I know that he thinks that he's creating doubt everywhere, but I'm starting to see it backfiring on him at this point because he's really clapping his lips too much. For instance, the whole bullshit about michelle traconis taking a lie detector and then it coming out that norm lied about that i mean these things are only going to bite him in the ass you know i understand in the beginning trying to create doubt everywhere you go but how he's doing it and the detail in which he's lying about is going to backfire on him big time it already is so that's it for tonight guys i actually skipped dinner it's so late I need to eat. Chubbs is snoring. He has to go out. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, Today was shocking, but it was a huge, huge win, I think, for the Farber family, for everybody that is rooting for Jen's spirit, Jen's children, and Jen's justice. So until next time, guys, enjoy your morning. If you're kicking, start your day. And if not, try to sleep well. And I'll talk to you soon. (music) Guys, before I go, I wanted to remind you to follow me on Instagram at LeashCast, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you have any comments, please feel free to email me, LeashCast at gmail.com. That's LeashCast at gmail.com. Please like, comment, comment on anything that you see on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I love the feedback. I love hearing from you. If you guys have ideas, that would be awesome. If you have anything you'd like to say, please feel free to comment, like on anything. I look forward to speaking with you guys and responding to your messages. I always take some time after each episode to do so and I'm gonna be getting on that right now. So if you'd like, please shoot me a message. I'll be checking them for the next hour. All right, have a great night. Bye-bye. It's giveaway time here at LeashCast, guys i want to give back to all my loyal listeners your support has been incredible in this first few months of podcasting it's absolutely unbelievable and i want to do something special so to enter the giveaway this is what you need to do you need to like me on facebook instagram and twitter to enter you need to under my post that will say giveaway you need to like and comment under the post that says giveaway on instagram When you comment, you need to do this. You need to write, I listened to the giveaway and I shared whichever episode you like, okay? So whichever one you like on LeashCast, share it. Say which one you shared and say how many times you've shared it. And I will be looking for those who have shared the most. And I will announce those winners on Christmas Eve. So we have a little bit of time And I hope you guys enjoy LeashCast. I love you guys. And here's to an amazing new year. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being on board. And I'll be back before you know it.